are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, and uh, we are are teeing up here for a uh, special guest interview. Uh, with Mr. Midweek. Midweek bonus. Midweek bonus interview. This will probably be out for Patreons first. I'm going to go ahead and oh, yes. say we're going to. Oh, we're yes. Gonna, we're going to. We're going to. It'll be. It'll be out for Patreons first, probably Tuesday, and then out to everybody else uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. That's how we roll with that. Um, so definitely check out a great interview with him. Um, a lot of a lot of cool stuff he talked about um, with that. So um, do we want do the, we want to do we want to briefly before, so he doesn't have to wait a full week on it? Briefly touch on the uh, on on the news of the day from a DC United perspective. The Lucy Rushton interview uh, with Tom Bogert. Yeah, man. You <laughs> see, John. John just says, "Hey, let's start. Let's start. This is some insight. Just, hey, you want to do a regard? He doesn't. He doesn't let me prep. But yes, we can talk about the Lucy Rushton portion of the interview. John, you have, you have some thoughts. So you you go right ahead and, and start. No, I, I I just I thought so. Uh, so Lucy Rushton in her probably third media availability <laughs> ever since she's been here uh, went with Tom Bogert, uh, MLS employee. The sort of the 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 breaker of news, the new, he's the scoop guy. He's who's the guy for football or, or basketball? Like the Waz, Waz bombs is what they Waz call bomb. It. He's like a Waz bomb, Bogart bomb. I don't know. Uh, sort of talking to Lucy about uh, what's been going on about Wayne, about the roster. Uh, and there, there wasn't anything really super notable. There was questions sort of about, they didn't take any questions, but it was sort of about like, are, are we backing Wayne? I think one new DP is is bound to come in. That's they. I think they're being realistic, and I think to you, both you and I's uh, approval, not going to do both, not going to rush both two here, particularly in a season where they're long likely to make the playoffs. Like you know, take some time, figure out figure out in the offseason who's going to be your target. It does um, seem it does seem like they have they've had have had some targets that have sort of fallen through. So I, I think right now what I've seen, I'm, I'm okay with one. Um, I, and by the way, this interview was Tom Bogart retweeted out this was with actually david goss from ah, mls but still, soccer but still another but still mls uh, employee though yeah MLS employee. um yeah so uh, it was you know it's it's i think a lot of people i think lucy has a tough lucy has I, i'm gonna be sympathetic towards lucy a little bit on this uh, she has a tough job um i think a lot of people obviously are holding her feet to the fire about the you know, playoff comments and, you know, I thought this, I thought you said this was a winning team. I, I, I truly believe, I truly believe that at a certain point, you know, it may have been the first few weeks th- this, there was a clear revelation that this team was, was not good enough, but you never want to say, Oh no, these guys are, these guys are terrible. These guys stink. Like we're, we're not, you know, we're going to, you know, we're, we're not going to, um, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're 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 not we're not going to be good. We need to be better. Like you're very rarely ever going to say that because it for a lot of reasons. Um, I think they realized that pretty quick. I think they were looking to to make moves, and now those moves are coming. Um, you know, I think it, the question I think everybody has about Lucy right now, again, and we have the same question: is how much how much control does each person have? We know they say it's a collaborative effort. I I think obviously this this is going to be a question going on, and I think it's good that she does media interviews because Dave Casper I, I can remember one media interview he's done, and that's been with Roach. Yep, um, so I think it's is, good that they're that they're getting her out, they're getting somebody out there. Yeah, he's on a desert island. He's he is he is on he is like a like a one of those isolated uh, like island fortresses from World War II. That's that's sort of where I think that's where he lives. 
The only thing that's really important here uh, is that 442 is the going formation that, that we understand that we're building towards. Um, so that's something that some people have been wondering about sort of from a center back perspective, what's going on, where does taxi fit in? 442 is, is the rumored element. Uh, and that's really it. There wasn't a lot of other news being broken there. I, mm-hmm. uh, one more thing before we get to the interview, uh, Bill Hamid just tweeted, and this is what you do when you, when you, uh, interview, when you do a, a spur of the moment episode, Bill, Bill just tweeted 14 years may be a savage and goal, whatever happens and wherever it happens, know that I'm still a savage. What I'm going through now is a part of the game and comes with this career. But when I'm on, I'm on in due time. So folks, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't do not buy a Bill Hamid Jersey. Uh, if you see him in the streets, say thanks for everything. Uh, thanks for all you've done for DC United because it's uh, clearly it's not going to be here. Yeah. And uh, by the way, also, um, I believe some news was dropped from Will Forbes. Uh, DC interested. Speaking of the goalkeeper situation, DC apparently interested in Tyler Miller. We'll take um, him. Who will take him. Obviously, I think that would be a good move. Uh, number one, doesn't take it up an international slot that, that Romo does. So even if he's on Romo's level, who Romo, I, I will still contend, has been serviceable serviceable he's not fantastic he makes i think he lets in some goals maybe he should save but he's serviceable um and i think he certainly is less error prone than john kempen so uh, maybe he sticks around as a backup maybe who knows at this point but um tyler miller i think the team that that is going to be a position of discussion is going to be goalkeeper um including defense obviously goalkeeper as well um, so that was <laughs> yes so that, that was sort of a a short little episode there um i think Micro we're gonna wrap episode. this up Yes, quick episode. Uh, But we're going to get to the interview with uh, Jackson Hopkins, so stick around for that. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. United 96 here on the RFQ Refugees Podcast Network. We have a very, very special guest on the line. Uh, Future star, future prodigy of DC United, uh, Jackson Hopkins. Jackson, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Good man, we're we're hanging in. We're we're excited, uh, excited, to, excited to watch you play out there, and uh, glad glad you're taking some time to sit down. Um, I, I guess I'll I'll kind of kick it off. Um, it's probably been a pretty uh, a pretty wild year from you. Uh, if I if I recall correctly, you were planning I think to attend the University of Virginia, which is uh, my uh, my parents' alma mater, so special place for them uh for them and then suddenly you show up uh for preseason you get invited to preseason you impress well enough get a professional contract um some craziness going on as far as who your coach is uh for this year and then it ends with uh with Wayne Rooney wonder can you reflect on that a little bit like what how how's this year been going yeah it's been really fun and crazy and and different so I've I really enjoyed it. I think starting off, I was gonna gonna go to school with UVA, which is a great great place, and I was excited for that. But then I got a chance to go in preseason, and I thought I did did pretty well there, and I ended up getting getting a contract. So that's that's always been my dream. I'm super glad it happened. Ted Ted just happened to ask you 17 questions all at once. So let's I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna help. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step backwards here. First and foremost, I think the most important question. Was it internet bullies that made you change all of your social media handles from Jackson bunch of numbers to what they are now? Did, was that what it was? Yeah, that and that and my friends. I think I was getting good. Getting made fun of a little bit, but good. I'm glad. I'm glad that bullying sometimes works for good, and I think yeah. in this case is one of those. And we also need to talk to the DCU web admin 
and FootMob to get you a profile picture. Right now, you're like your your silhouette outline. You you know, I'm sure you've seen it. I'm, if I'm you, I'm checking that occasionally. So we gotta we gotta get that fixed. That's uh, no longer acceptable. So uh, your dad played at Chancellor High School and scored a bunch of goals in one year. I saw I saw the I saw your interview with the Freelance Stories. Scored like thirty something goals in one season. I think it was, mm-hmm. which is bananas. Uh, and, and you played about a year of formal soccer soccer in Fredericksburg before you went north to for you know better competition maybe than what you could find down here talk about your youth soccer journey before you get involved with the dc united academy and for very briefly for the red bulls academy which i think maybe some people don't know and how many hours were your parents and you stuck on 95 trying to get you to practice uh to those <laughs> to those to those northern virginia practices yeah that, they were, they did a lot for me but we start i started at like fossa when i was like u9 u10 and played there for like two two or th- two years I think and then that took me to U12 and U12 I went up and played at Arlington because that was when the like they first started the U12 development academy so I thought that was probably the best league then so that's I went to Arlington because they had the U12 team and I did well there and then after that VDA was the, like the best team in the area for for that that age group so I decided to go there for two years and then then I went uh and join DC. So, Kevin Paredes talked when he was here. Actually, every single player we talked to that's been through the academy described this experience. Until I got to the DC United Academy, I was the best player on every team I ever played on. I was, I was, I was the guy. And then I got to the academy, and I was like, "Oh, these are all the guys. Every all the guys are here, and now I'm just a guy at, with the guys." Was that is that your experience as you moved up the levels on the youth side? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think when I got to the academy, I sat sat on the bench more than I ever have. And I think even up until like it, uh, like March of 2021, I wasn't even starting all the time for the academy. So it was, it's definitely better competition, but I think it makes you so much better if you're able to fight, fight through that. Cause it's definitely hard going, going through that when you've always played every minute your whole life. So I'm glad it happened, but I think if you're able to fight through that, it's definitely a great thing. Well, and, and I, I was kind of thinking about, you know, what you've done this year, but, uh, and I, I almost neglected to mention you, you got a chance to go with the U20s to El Salvador, uh, get the, get the CONCACAF champions winners medal, get the team into the Olympics for the first time since 2008. Um, obviously the U20 World Cup coming up next year. Um, you were kind of a, I think you were a little of a late addition to the squad, but, um, talk about that experience. Any, any like big memories from that experience? Obviously you got an assist. Um, talk us through what that was like. It was it was awesome. I think I I've always wanted to be a part of the national team at, at any level. So that was that was my first camp ever in tournament ever with the national team. So it was it was awesome for it to be such a such a big tournament. Like so many, like we had to qualify for World Cup and the Olympics, obviously. So I think for that to be concluded in the tournament was huge because it's like we were playing a final every game. So that was really cool for me. And then I think the best memory from that would be the Honduras game just because there's so many fans, a crazy environment. So it was really cool to play in. I was going to ask, you've now you've now experienced I, – I don't want to assume there were bottles of pee, which is the old, which is the old classical Central American <laughs> uh, stereotype for what happens at games. Uh, but you got – I mean, it's only going to go up from here. You have, you have been thrown into the fire dome, and now any national team game you play – it will only be probably about about at that level. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good for and like you said too for your first 
experience, it's a it's a a, tar- a tournament with consequences. Mm-hmm. Like now, you guys in the Olympics, that's really cool. As opposed to just like a January friendly or something yeah. against you know whoever. I, I, that's that's great for you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so we talked about the getting into the academy. The funny thing is, you're only 18. So the the gap in time between all of these elements is very short. One of them that, that reminds me that you're 18 was that you started out playing as a tot at the Fieldhouse. And I remember being in college when they built that. So that's that's great. I love that. But let's talk about what Loud United was for, like for you. You you played. Uh, you got you got. I, I remember from a highlights perspective. I will I will cop to not watching every Loud United game last year. It was pretty rough uh, from a from a wins loss perspective. And this year also a little bit. But Griffin Yao I think gave you an assist for your first goal. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. You would remember better than me, but just talk about just talk about what Loudon has has been like for you uh, as you now are, are I've already gotten the the call up to the big team. Loudon was great. I think I came in there last July, end of July, kind of after the academy season ended and started training with him, and I was doing well. I think training with Ryan Martin every day and the whole staff there was great because they're great at developing players and pushing pushing them on and just it's a great he makes it makes it a great environment so that was a great experience for me and then when I was doing well in training I started to get rostered and got subbed in for like my first eight games and then I, I started my started in Miami and I got an assist and then I just kept starting from from then on so it was good well, you've had you've had the opportunity. Obviously, the 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 big news that's come up over the last week is uh, Wayne Rooney's going to be the new coach uh, coach for the team. Have you had a chance to speak with him? Has he had any words? Uh, we we've heard from reports uh, that that he's very high on you. So uh, I'm not trying to make your head too big. I got to keep you keep you level. But what's that been like uh, interacting with uh, with Wayne, uh, who's obviously been a superstar for for a long time. It's it's been awesome just having him around. I still I still can't believe. Oops. We can't either, man. Yeah. So <laughs> you you and you and us both. Here, yeah. here, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. You need you need to find find some phone number. You need to write Wayne Rooney on it, and uh, in your phone, in your contacts list. And anytime you're in a situation you don't want to be around, just have that person call you, and then say, <laughs> "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's gotta Wayne. Go. I gotta go. Coach wants me. You know, that's how it works, right?" Work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know that I, I had a question about that sort of like trying to figure out and it's hard because you're in it right now so you're not you've not had really time to process it but like the this is not a usual curve i think for a lot of young players particularly not at dc united usually usually it takes a long time for young players to break through and just from you know from a short term here from uh, a week and a half of, of Wayne's sort of tenure, you know, the, the the dialogue around the team, the dialogue around the media is basically like, I want to see what this player can do. I'm going to give him the chances. You got, you got, you got to, I think you're, you get played a full 90 in Minnesota, which I think was your first time playing a full 90. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I, 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 I'm just trying to get in your head for like how, how you sort of process that change. It probably feels natural to you because you have nothing to compare it to, but as a, is that is that how you is that how you characterize it? Like it's like yeah, I don't know any better. So yeah, I'm just I just go out there every week and they put me out there and they put me out there longer and my coach is now Wayne Rooney. So that's life now. That's Jackson Hopkins life. <laughs> yeah, I just go every time something happens. I just go out there and work hard and just play for the team. And I think that's that's working for me. So 
so you've had three. You've now you've had now had three head coaches in one season, which is I thought I was the winner. I, I at my job I've been at now I've had seven bosses in five years. So you win, I think on a on a on a boss per year basis. <laughs> have you experiences? Have you experienced differences in this really short amount of time? It's 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 almost impossible. You've had a week and a half of Wayne, kind of, because again he's consulting, quote yeah. unquote. So you know he's he's there, but he's not. So. Put us inside a training for Ernan that you got a, a very little slice of time with. You got preseason and a couple games with uh, Chad, and now sort of what you imagine once Wayne is legally allowed to be your coach. Uh, what what those trainings are like? Yeah, with, with Ernan, it was always intense. And I think definitely high level and always working hard, and and it was great. I think it was we were the teams doing stuff, and then. It, we started training with Chad. I think it was very similar. Chad did a great job also. He was keeping it intense. I think that's the biggest thing across the board is with all, all the coaches so far, just keeping it intense because that's how you're, how you're going to get better. And then and then, I mean, Chad did a great job of teaching us style of play and maybe improving some stuff that we needed to work on. And then now with Wayne, we're learning a new, a new style of play. And it's only been – he hasn't even had a training with us really out there on the field to really teach us, but I think the assistant coaches has done a great job of kind of relaying his message to us. So, so we, we granted, you know, a lot of us, as John said, have seen sort of limited minutes, limited minutes of you. We we expect that to grow, um, certainly, and we're 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 honestly looking forward to it. But I mean, if you could use like any sort of player, or even just if you want to describe your style of play, like how do you see yourself as a player? Like as far as positionally, what you try to do out there, um, you can even use if you have a player that you idolize that you sort of want to model yourself after. Feel free to feel free to say that as well. Yeah, I think one player I feel like I play like is like Tom. I know it's weird timing with Thomas Mueller. I feel like <laughs> I I play like him a lot a little bit just because I'm able to play like in a lot of positions. I feel like and and play them well too. So. I feel I feel like he's one of the players I try to I try to watch and model my game after almost. And then positionally, I think I really I've played anywhere in the midfield and, and anywhere anywhere from my whole life. So I really feel comfortable in any any of those positions. Is there any position that you like that you more? I mean, you're comfortable in every position, but um, you know when you see yourself on the team sheet and the coach says you're going to play here, what gets you kind of the most excited to to get out there? I I like. <laughs> Playing ten right wing probably probably my two favorites right now. So. That's I think, good. I think <laughs> with uh, with two starts, his favorite place on the team sheet is on it. I think it currently. <laughs> I, think, I think it will change. Um, so we've got a question from uh, one of our listeners at Beetlebums on Twitter, and we already talked about Rooney a little bit. Uh, and I just saw in, in an interview you were talking about the way that Ernan talked to you about sort of gave you confidence and sort of saw what you could what you where you were going to fit in as a player and sort of what his expectations were for you uh and again he's not technically the coach yet he's advising advisors can talk to players that's allowed um have you had has he had an opportunity to sit down with you and sort of see you know what his vision is for for where you fit into the team like what he wants out of you what he what he you know what he hopes you can accomplish with the team or is it that's that are we not there yet uh, well, I haven't talked to him about any of that stuff yet. I think he's just been really focused on getting his style of play across to the team. 
in such a short amount of time. So I'm, I know he said he's going to get around to talking to each player here soon. I'm sure, sure he will once we get past Montreal and we have a break from the games for a week at least. Once he gets a key card, once he has like an office and a key card, probably they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll have that time for that. What's it been like to, um, this is a crash course for you. On top of training being different and everything else, you've had to now have a third sort of style of play. Obviously, when Hernan left, the conversation with Chad and the media was like, we're a lot of things are staying the same. I think it's very obvious, and the stats bear this out, that the frantic press that was really the hallmark of, of Hernan's time here at DC United was decreased and then really, really decreased over time, I think. Um, as a young player, what is it like to try to absorb all these different tactics. Uh, obviously, your youth career was your youth career, and uh, coaches probably, you know, changed and, and cycled through. But I'm not sure that there were like big philosophical changes three of them in a year. Has that been a challenge for you to sort of uh, understand what the different expectations of of you have been by all the coaches, or are you just rolling with it? Uh, I, I think I've been just rolling with it. Really, I think when I when I was in the academy and I went to Red Bull for that short time, that's obviously a big big philosophy will change also so i think that's really helped me because i had trouble adjusting to that when i was younger so i think going through that has really helped me like be prepared for this because i think three three or two two changes really is not many players don't get that in their in their first no few months as a pro so i think so i think going through that when i was younger definitely helped me just be ready for it to happen now this would be what you'd call, if if you were working in like an office job, this would be the thing you'd say like I I'm really adaptable to to situations. I'm I'm able to really you know take changes in direction really easily. So you know I don't think that's going to come up in your soccer resume. But if it, <laughs> if you were in an office, that's how you'd phrase it for your next uh, your next interview. Ted Ted, do you have any more questions? Just kind of one final question, sort of you know obviously adjustment from pro. You know we talk about going to the academy and suddenly you're not the best player anymore. And then suddenly you step into a pro team and not only you're not the best player, but you know, there are players who uh, are much, much older. It's quicker. It's faster. Has there been a player on the roster currently that you felt like really sort of helped you adjust to that? Um, I know a lot of people, I think a lot of the academy kids have talked about Bill Hamid as being sort of that guy. Um, Were there any like players specifically that kind of, uh, you know, you kind of looked up to in those first months when you're trying to to figure out what life is being like as sort of a professional soccer player. Yeah, Bill Bill helped me a lot. I think Donovan helped me a lot. Steve, Russ, they they are all huge helps to me. And then Ju- Julian was was a big help also. So they were they were all helping me like just talking about the level and just really increased my understanding for the game big time when I was talking to them. Got got to work on the German to get taxi right. That's got to that's got to work. Got to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Russ and Russ and uh, and Julian probably teaching you some stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, play telephone. Jackson, I this is a question I have to ask, uh, and it's uh, it's important. What is what uh, what's your Carl's order? What do you normally get when you go to Carl's? If you say you don't go, we're gonna have problems. I haven't been in a long time, but I remember I used to get chocolate milkshake. Okay, that's acceptable. I was gonna listen. There aren't a lot of things down here, as you know. <laughs> so like, we gotta we gotta be evangelists for like the few things that we stand out, and it you know, frozen custard is it. So 
if the team ever asks you, like, you know, what what is there to do down there? Like, you gotta you gotta mention that. I will. You gotta talk. You gotta be like, we gotta get some ice cream, guys. We're gonna we're gonna drive forty five minutes south, and we're gonna get some ice cream, and then we're gonna come back. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> anyway, Jackson, we really appreciate you taking their time. This is a. Uh, it's been, I think you might be the first player interview of this season. So we, I know the, the media folks uh, at, your, at, your, at DC United were, were used to us bothering them every week for, an, for another player. But we're happy that you're the first one of this year. I'm happy that every time I see your name in an article, it says Fredericksburg, Virginia next to it. That's a, that's a big, sweet thing for me. Uh, people are going to get tired of me talking about it, but I don't care. Uh, and I hope you... Have uh, you know? I wish you great luck for the rest of the season. I hope you are able to you know stay healthy and and, and achieve all the goals that you want to achieve for for this season going forward. We really appreciate you taking the time, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, that was it. You've uh, heard a micro episode of United ninety six, uh, basically like a stream of consciousness episode with no planning and basically just seeing what was coming out on Twitter as we were talking. So that was fun. You got to hear that. And then you got to hear Jackson Hopkins talk about his experience here in 2021-2022 and how now he is the new golden child. He didn't say that. We didn't really say that either, but it's kind of true. Anyway, so for our Patreon subscribers, you're going to get this episode tonight as soon as I edit and chop all this thing into little pieces and get it out to you. Everybody else, you're listening to this Wednesday afternoon. We used to do these a lot more often, and maybe we'll get into it again, uh, particularly a benefit for our Patreon subscribers to get stuff early but also these midweek episodes that uh, that are relevant and interesting uh, to the listeners. So if you like these episodes, let us know. If you love these episodes and want to get them first, you can go to patreon.com slash rfkrefugees uh, and support them. We will see you guys Monday at 8.30, the way we always do on twitch.tv slash rfkrefugees. And that's it. Uh, this is just John. Ted has left. John is now closing. He's, he's sweeping up and closing the doors and turning the lights off. So that's what I'm doing now. Uh, we will see you Monday night. Vamos.